I'm Leslie Parmeter from Kleinman Performance Partners, and I welcome you to the Kleinman Connect podcast, where we share valuable insights and business of optometry advice from independent optometrist owners and staff members to help eye care practices address challenges, achieve their goals, and transform their practice. In today's episode, I'm joined by Dr. Melissa McCulley, optometrist and owner of McCulley Optics Gallery in West Fargo, North Dakota. Welcome to the Climate Connect podcast, Dr. McCulley. Thank you, Leslie. I'm happy to be here. So your office manager, Janet Gilbertson, was my very first guest on this podcast in an episode called A Bigger Optometric Practice Space Means Growth Opportunities. And she shared with us from the manager's perspective what it was like to move your practice, McCulley Optics Gallery, from a 1,450 square foot space into a new construction space that is 6,400 square feet over the course of Thanksgiving weekend in 2022. It is a beautifully designed building. It was even featured in a Women in Optometry article this past August. Congratulations for being recognized. Thank you. This project is truly a long time dream come true to be able to design it, move in and enjoy every minute of being here now. Wonderful. So now that your first anniversary in that new West Fargo space has come and gone, I just want to check in with you and find out from your perspective as an optometrist owner, how things are going, what's happening. We're going to do a little bit of a year in review since I think what you have to share could be quite helpful to any practice owner who's planning or even considering a move into a bigger space. Now, for you, I know this move was all about growth since you had maxed out your current location, didn't allow for any more staff to come in, and yet you took on an associate before you made the move. What was your thought process behind that, and how did you manage it, having that new associate, considering the limited space that you had to work with? Yes, well, all of the plans leading up to moving into this location have this in mind, more space, growth, but how were we going to be able to utilize this space, being able to afford it with having more doctor availability? And so I knew I couldn't wait until we actually were in and settled in our new office to bring on and try to find the next doctor. It was actually something I had in mind for a while. This build was even in my mind very much right before the pandemic. I left on vacation in early March to Mexico and I said, I'll be back and we're going to start digging for the new office. And I came back and the world was had changed a lot in one week. So it's been in my mind and a little bit on hold. And I knew that I wanted to find the right associate to join the practice. It was actually on my flight home from one of the Kleinman meetings that I was kind of rehashing through my notes and thinking, how am I going to find an associate doctor? And I thought, oh my goodness, I have somebody in mind. And I made a coffee date and met up with her the next week. And as they say, the rest is history. That's great. What a serendipity. I knew that I needed the help when we were still in the old space so that she could give me some relief to focus on the build of this new office. I would really say it was like having another full-time job between all of the planning, all of the meetings, 
you know, no matter how great a builder you have, you always just like I experienced in my own home, you have to pop in all the time and make sure things are going well. I popped in towards the early build here and I said, why is there a column post right in what will be the middle of an exam room? And that was a build error that was taken care of. But, you know, like you just got to be on top of this stuff. So Dr. Matachik was able to take over more than one day of my patient load back at the old office and really get to know our patients and have them become her patients and move forward. And she sees them all and more here in the new office. Fantastic. Now, Dr. McCauley, I'm just curious, why did you opt for new construction for the future site of your practice as opposed to an existing structure? Well, I really explored all options. I was previously in a strip mall that, you know, had Starbucks and other chain places right in the area. And there was a bank right behind our building. And during COVID and right after, they closed their lobby to customers and they kept it closed for a long time. So I even called up the bank manager and said, I have an idea. I should buy your building and move in. And then I'd only be a few footsteps away from my previous location. And they said, absolutely not. We are keeping this bank. So I explored all options. But in the long run, I knew that if I was to truly design the space I wanted, I wasn't going to be able to confine myself likely to a pre-existing building. Once I've been able to build new meant everything from the windows in the correct space that I wanted and our opportunity to have kind of almost a mock second story that's just all windows up above providing light into the middle of our clinic where I don't have to be in a small dark room all day. Yeah, because your previous location was kind of dark and small, wasn't it? It was. It was very cramped. And when I brought in Dr. Matachek, we had one small doctor's office. And so on the days that she was seeing patients, I said, you use the doctor's office. And I set up a card table in our back emergency exit hallway. (laughs) That is tight. I ran my meetings and ran the business and met with employees. So this is really an upgrade considering I've been sitting on a folding chair and a cardboard table for the last year. (laughs) Boy, I guess so. Now, let's talk about the size of your new practice. What's the square footage of that practice space and how did you decide what size it should be? I mean, I have to imagine you put a lot of thought into that. Oh, yes. Well, in my mind, going from, you know, not even 1500 square feet, knowing we wanted to increase the number of exam rooms and office and optical size, I kind of came up with a number in my head that was 5000. And then when I started working with the designer, I had a list of rooms, I had my pencil sketches of a floor plan layout that I wanted to work around. And once it was truly put into construction modeled appropriate sizing, it came back to me at just about 6,400. And I went, oh, no, this is bigger than I thought I wanted to be. But once I looked at the design and loved it, I just couldn't sacrifice. I couldn't start taking away exam rooms and optical space and offices from that. So we went for it. Okay, Dr. McCauley, let's talk about the choices that you made for the design. How would you describe the interior design and what was your process in making the choices that you made? What were you looking for in your new space? And did you take design input from your team? 
absolute team effort. We had an office Pinterest page that we were all involved with, pinning ideas, design and style, and everything from our ideas of our barn doors that we have for all of our exam rooms and many of the offices. This was a Pinterest pin I found years ago, and I just knew that someday these designed, painted barn doors were going to be a part of some sort of a project for me. So I love designing. I love the process of it. I knew I wanted something that just invoked clean, contemporary, not necessarily modern, but just very timeless and light. Even have a sense of almost kind of quiet in a way that it's so open and and not crowded. Well, I have to say, after looking at the photos of your practice, wow, I mean, you certainly have achieved those things. And that leads to my next question. What features in your new space are you most proud of? Well, probably the light fixtures. Our patients are wowed when, and they'll say, where did you find all of these? And my staff just says, oh, Dr. McCulley has an amazing sense of uh, some online shopping and Pinterest searching and knowing what she was wanting for the space. So I love our use of light fixtures. But as I mentioned before, our center of our clinic has almost a second story of windows that are north facing. So we don't have to have curtains on it. We're not getting direct sunlight in our eyes but it provides so much light through most of our open space and hallways. And it's just such a different open, airy light environment compared to what we were in before. I also love that in designing the flow of the office, we knew which way we wanted patients to be walking from the welcome area to exam, pre-testing and exams, out to the optical. And we jokingly call it our one-way streets. Like you are not allowed to go the other direction down this <laughs> hallway because then people might be crossing traffic. And it gives this sense that our patients are maybe even the only ones here in the office and we're dedicated to serving just that one person at a time. However, we do truly have a lot more patients, but our flow is circular and it really gives that kind of quiet, open, clean, wide space. Now, Dr. McCauley, how have your patients been reacting to your new location? Based on their comments, do you feel that the patient experience in your new practice location has been enhanced? Oh, absolutely. Our patients are wowed. We had a patient the other day that said, I need to know what paint color this is because I want to bring this into my own home. I love it in here. It's so warm and inviting. That's awesome. Dr. McCauley, now let's get into the logistics of your practice move. How did you prepare your team for it since there's so many moving parts involved in an endeavor like this? Absolutely. We tried to have meetings and office talks and we did site visits both when we were just originally digging the hole until the studs were up, until the walls were in, until everything was done except the last finishing touches. 
I feel that no matter how much you can say you're preparing, nothing truly gives our staff and us the experience until we actually were in the space. Yeah, that makes sense. And I remember your manager, Jenna, telling me in our first podcast episode that the move was actually the hardest on the longtime employees when it came to adjusting. When we had been used to the old space, you know, as anybody who's ever moved, when you move somewhere new, it's like, wait, what drawer is that in now? Where where did this get put? Why is this here? <laughs> a little bit of, of running around like, oh, I don't know where to go and, and what to do with this. We tried to plan the move with even, so to say, some extra time to practice this flow, to just bring in some, a couple of patients, have real slow days. But the overall final construction was about a week delayed. Now, I personally think that wasn't bad for the size and undertaking of this whole project. But as anybody who has a timeline and moved in a practice, when you decide you're going to stop seeing patients at one location, move all your instruments and equipment to the next, and then have a start date, we didn't have a lot of wiggle room in that. Right. Just the nature of the beast, as they say. And you just answered a question I had ready that was, did you have to adjust your schedule in any way during the move? And your answer was pretty clear. Yes, you did. But the timeline of the move got off by a week and you just had to do the best you could to manage around that. So my next question for you, Dr. McCauley, did you hold any events to promote your new space? Absolutely. That was the fun part in celebrating. We started off, it was December of 2022. So we immediately kind of had a, a friends and family party. We had some holiday parties. We had all of our staff bring in their family and friends for a pizza party and tour because we kind of felt like everybody should get that proud moment of showing off this new office that's been consuming all of our talk and thoughts for the past year. And we also got to host some small little happy hours for some of the ophthalmology practices in town that we do a lot of referrals with. We are in a neighborhood with lots of small businesses, and we even hosted a neighborhood happy hour to just try and get to know the neighbors, let them know who we are and what our space is about. And finally, in May, we did our formal grand opening. I said, let's wait until the snow is gone for sure. But we had a wonderful grand opening party. We were able to be out in our parking lot also with a tent and food and drinks and have the ribbon cutting and welcome hundreds of people into our space for that event. Fantastic. Sounds like you really did it up to promote your new space. Now, let me ask you, Dr. McCauley, what were some of the challenges that your team faced, some of the biggest ones, in getting comfortable in the new space? Everything. It was a big undertaking. And we found out the hard way which of our staff had, so to say, a, a fixed mindset, not adapting to change. And it was a very big struggle. And through help and conversations with different Kleinman team members and doctors in my group, I was warned and prepared to, to understand that maybe this move was going to be too much for possibly somebody on the staff. 
there was no amount of talking about it and planning and so to say walking the footsteps that could have happened until we were actually in the space versus opening up a brand new practice cold like I did over 17 years ago when we would maybe have one or two patients come into the office all day. We were an established practice with pre-appointed patients and when we moved in, we pretty much jumped right back into a full schedule, which is great for cash flow and the new office being set. But it just didn't prepare everybody for the new footsteps they would be taking all day. Yeah, I'm sure that was pretty discombobulating for your staff since everyone's having to learn where everything was in a brand new space. And that just takes time. And then add in a different patient flow from what you had previously experienced. Absolutely. Communication was the key problem and yet problem solver. We realized very quickly how different our new space was because in our old space, our optical was also our waiting room, was also our check-in and check-out station and most people's personal desk spaces. So it all happened in one room and most conversations were heard by most employees involved in the process. And now with our bigger space, our check-in and check-out are in separate spaces. Our patients arriving for appointments or even appointments and our optical aren't maybe in the line of sight of the employees they're going to be working with. So we realized very quickly that our communication systems had to be upgraded. We brought in the blue light notification system where we can have like quick little glance pop-ups on our computer. We have our inter-office communication, which we have been using nonstop. But even in the sense to learn within our employees what their communication style preferences are. Do they want somebody to come talk to them face-to-face if there was maybe a concern that they need to be aware of immediately? Do they just want to see it on a pop-up? Do they want an email? How is this going to be both effectively the communication information given and taken by who needs to be in the loop on this? And it was a big learning curve for us. I'm glad you brought that up because communication is one of the biggest factors when it comes to successfully operating a smooth and seamless patient flow, but it's also very important to the culture of the practice. Now, did you experience other challenges besides communication and staff learning how to operate in the new space following your move? And if so, how did you address those challenges? we didn't realize was going to actually be at the beginning a day-to-day issue for us is that since our our new office is in a previously undeveloped section of town google maps has not yet gotten us on the map and although we are literally on the same street in our town just three miles down the street people say they can't find us we have a huge sign and we have explained to patients where we are we sent out flyers that had a map showing how we are literally down the same street and yet I'm sure it's this way in any city that's developing new areas until the maps are on Apple phones and uh, everything else are fixed and set. We had patients telling us they were driving around the neighborhoods behind our office over here trying to find us. So things like that, there's always going to be something unexpected that you didn't realize was going to kind of throw things a a (laughs) curveball. Proof of what happens when you take away Google Maps from people. So uh, 
Yes, unexpected things. I'm certain they pop up like that. And now I want to bring up something fun that you participated in last October. Your practice participated in Fargo's first ever fashion week. Describe that event for us and how you participated. Yes, it was so much fun. Some local people from business owners to stylists got together and said that their dream was to make a Fargo fashion week. We found out about it. It was my office manager, Jenna, who saw information about this on social media and immediately said, we need to get our eyeglasses in those style shows. So when we approached and reached out, they were so welcoming and said that they wanted all aspects of fashion to be discovered within these fashion shows. So there were two fashion show events where models wore our eyeglasses and it truly enhanced their outfits, whether it was sunglasses, clear glasses. It was so fun to see. The event had a boutique crawl where they encouraged people from around town to get out and check out all the boutiques sponsoring the event and to try and drive new people into the practices. And the fashion shows were located in various venues throughout town. So we have volunteered our optical to be as a location for a future fashion show. They want to really develop this event, make it be a twice yearly event. And how fun would it be to have our, you know, wide open optical space for the models to run the catwalk? What a great promotion for local business and a unique way for your practice to be potentially discovered by new patients. Absolutely. It was so fun. Now, if you could do this whole process of building a new practice, moving in and adjusting to the new space all over again, Dr. McCauley, is there anything that you would do differently? You know, it is a very tough question. I think it all comes down to that communication, maybe even talking about it more. I sometimes kind of defaulted to a mindset of it's really hard to talk about it when we're not actually walking these steps. So let's wait till, you know, we're getting real close to the new space. But in my mind, I always knew how this was going to go, but maybe it wasn't communicated well enough to everybody on my team. So communication, that is definitely my number one theme here. Right. And do you have any added advice or wisdom to share with other practice owners planning a move or even just considering it? Well, I feel that I truly could not have taken on this huge endeavor without the support of Kleinman. My advice within my groups of other practices that have moved and sharing their stories and their best advice on size and space to being able to work monthly with Zoom meetings with Amanda Von Voris to discuss not only these obstacles that we may be facing in communication or getting every one of my employees on the right page with it, to even the dreaming bigger of how much growth and success we should be planning for and managing how all of that growth and between employees and patients and all of that is going to affect how much time and effort I'm putting into it personally. 
this has been a big year for me. I would say I've worked harder this year than any other year since I opened the practice initially. But with the help of my climbing group and being able to not get too overwhelmed with things, but focus my energy on what my number one and two issues at the time are and be able to move through those things has been absolutely invaluable. Do you feel like since you've got your first year being in the bigger practice space under your belt, do you feel like things are going to start getting easier for you and your staff members? Yes. We needed to get a year under our belt to see everything from the seasons and what that brought to it, our patient flow, our marketing, our employees, as every business you know can have some employee turnover hiring and just keeping our focus on what really matters around here sometimes we joke that every day there's something new being implemented <laughs> i have really shifted my mindset to a growth mindset where before i'd hear something new and i kind of immediately want to go really do we need something new and now i just say what is it let's do it because we have so much opportunity to just keep making things better easier smoother and now i've really got a team with me that is embracing this and taking ownership on that too so it's so fun for all of us. That's wonderful, Dr. McCauley. And congratulations on the growth and success of your practice. I know you and your team have worked very hard to get where you are, and I appreciate and I just want to thank you for your insightful and open conversation about your optometry practice growth. And I wish you the very best as you continue your business of optometry journey. Thank um, you. To summarize what we discussed in today's podcast, when working with a contractor to build a new office, check in frequently on the project so that any mistakes can be caught in the early stages to be fixed. When making the decision to either purchase a building to renovate or build your practice from the ground up, weigh all benefits of each choice while factoring in long-term goals to arrive at the right choice for you. Properly marketing the move of a practice is very important. Hold special events like open houses and a grand opening. Those can set the stage for glowing patient reactions while inviting in potential new patients. Great communication is the key to solving issues with staff adjustment to a new space, and that includes internal communication regarding patients, as well as discovering preferred ways of communication among staff members. And finally, Keep in mind that any unforeseen hiccups or setbacks are bound to happen. Remember to breathe and be patient with yourself and your team as you navigate the uncharted waters of this big transition. We hope that this podcast was helpful to you, and we have a treasure trove of resources for our optometric practice partners at KleinmanConnect.com. But if you're not a member and you'd like to know more about us and access all kinds of valuable information that can help you grow your independent practice, visit us at Kleinman.com. I look forward to connecting with you again next month for our next Kleinman Connect podcast, always on the first Wednesday of each month. Remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Spotify so that you don't miss an episode. Catch you next time.